real estate is, in my opinion, is one of the most profitable profitable industries to get into. I actually tried, you know, Chaos Home Loans is? Yeah. So I actually was, I'm saying this on camera. I was actually the first person they recruited before the Dubo twins. Um, they basically got me in on this and they told me like, what they're doing is great. I don't know the specifics of, a, of it, but I know that like the money you can make in real estate is incredible. And I also know a lot of people are doing it. So the reason mm -hmm. I actually wanted you on here is really because I want to, I want to know how to stand out in real estate for my own marketing needs as well for my clients. But in your opinion, before we get into, uh, by the way, Josh Fisher, everybody. Yep. Josh What's Fisher. How's What's it going? Up, man? Um, how are we doing? So Josh, can you please tell everybody what you, a little bit about yourself and what you do right now? Yeah. Okay. So right now uh, I'm a real estate agent. I work with Forever Home Realty. Um, 26. Getting old. When did you turn 26? In March. I just turned in 25. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm born and raised in Vegas. Uh, I've been here my whole life. Family's from New York. So I have that firepower, that New York energy coming. Mm, but nice. um, I, can, I can get that New York kind yeah. of vibe from you. The oh, 100%. Well, I, I don't get that, but I get <laughs> you know, the yeah, firepower. It's, it's from, yeah, yeah it's, from, it, it's the drive that really pushes me from that, that New York side, right? So okay. my family's relatively successful, all, basically all in medicine. So... I'm not I, you and me both me and biology no Same. I don't get it no. so for me it was just like how can I put myself in a position to like I guess become an entrepreneur but also find something I enjoy um so basically I grew up golfing I could have played in college I didn't I remember so that. then I got in the club scene I was doing the club scene for a while you know you, you fall off track in club scene you Why? guys a little bit I mean, you, you, you were you, killing in the yeah, club scene. I mean you party a little bit right so yep. when I was 21 <laughs> I was at Encore Beach Club uh I had a great time. Yeah, I ended up making a mistake in the off season. <laughs> I didn't get rehired, which okay. is fine. Uh, I couldn't. I wasn't oh, eligible. Oh, I remember you. No, I remember correct. you telling me this. So, like um, you know, you, you live and you learn from that. But then uh, I moved on. I was a top golfer for two years, and uh, that was just an experience I never want to relive. I just uh, top, I hated top, it. You, top, top golf. No, in why? Vegas? Why would yeah. you hate that? Uh, oh, dude, the environment, the the people were great. Management and everything else was terrible. It was what was absolute, you? What were you doing? Uh, I was a busser, caddies, what they called it. So, mm -hmm. but basically, I worked myself to a point where I worked events, um, and then I worked no sometimes on the floor, but mainly events exclusively. It was the best time to make money, and also the shortest shifts. Um, but then oh, after yeah. that, um, when when I eventually got fired from that job, greatest thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I publicly <laughs> state I that. I can actually relate to you Publi so much. Publicly you're state right that. Now. Um, but it, as far as when that happened, uh, I had my buddy, Chris Devitt, like I said, he posted about the, uh, host opening at Wynn and that's kind of where that door opened. And that was a grueling first year. Cause in hosting you are, yeah, that's a mission. Bro. You're just out every night. You, you know, you're kind of, you know it's almost, do? it's almost yeah. like a frat. Tell them, please tell them your yeah, schedule. It's worse. Yeah. Tell them your schedule. Your month, okay. Your day so and night my, schedule. my schedule basically during summer would be uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we'd have office from like 11 to two which isn't bad, right? But mm -hmm. then you'd go do an outing. So you'd have visits. So sorry, 11 to two in the office, you'd have visits after your uh, assigned casino. So I started with Flamingo. As I got bigger, I got Mandalay Bay in four seasons. Okay. So then you'd go to your visits from two to four. You'd meet with concierge, uh, front desk, all different departments. You just visit with them, give them weekly updates, let them know what's going on. Okay. Say, hey, send us business, blah, blah, blah. Also, if uh, they want to come out? in. Uh, yes out? and no. Yeah, four seasons was real good. Flamingo never sent anything but guest list. And Mandalay, <laughs> just a yeah, thing. Mandalay, so I got one table and like some guest list, but. Uh, four seasons always panned out pretty well, uh, you know, higher, higher clientele. Okay. So then, uh, that's, that's on Tuesday or sorry, on Wednesday, Thursday. So then at night after, after that's done, we basically have five hours, six hours off. Then at 11, we either go to, uh, what, surrender or intrigue, uh, when they, those were open or we'd go to light sometimes on Wednesdays, Thursdays was pretty much always Hawkeson or Tau. Mm -hmm. So we do that for another two hours. So you stay there at one or one thirty. 
Weekends, uh, when Beach Club was in session, mm -hmm. Friday and Sunday, we got to Beach Club at about 10.30, and we were there at about 4.30, uh, if it was really busy, 5. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Saturdays, we were there at 10 or 9.30, and we were there till about 5, pretty much every Saturday. But you work nights? Correct. And then you go home for a few hours, you can, you know, they <laughs> yeah. don't, you can either nap or go to the gym, whichever you're feeling that day. Yep. And uh, then you wake back up or get ready at 8 or 8.30, you're back at the hotel by 9.30 or 10, and then you're working until 2 or 3 again. And what are you doing? You're doing outings, like, again? You're so, no, this is this is all work. So this is all actual shifts on the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday as a host, you know, yeah. I started as a runner, which is the guy who gets the uh, slip from the door guy, and you take the credit card, ID, walk the guest back, yeah. you know, introduce him to the server, you're done. Then mm -hmm. I switched to a floor host. Uh, that was at Beach Club, uh, where basically I have a section. Um, if anyone wants to move or wants to upgrade, it's my job to meet the runner there mm -hmm. and then uh, move forward with that, right? So then I would help upsell or just get you know tips, whatever it may be that we needed to do to keep the client happy. Um, then at Excess, after about a year, I got put on with what was called this the is your third year. Or your so this was this, was this was going to be my third full year. Okay. Mm -hmm. But during my second year, um, we had a lot of turnover from chaos, and then we had a lot of turnover from That's good, uh, right? just like people. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people left. Is what, what we're saying. So we lost a lot of people. But then, uh, yeah, that, which is fine because it worked out for me, right? It put me in a better spot. Yeah. But uh, when people left, when there was some, you know, there's just some stuff going on within the win, and people weren't happy. You know. You're at, you're in a, well, you're in a place for eight to 10 years. That's a long time. And so a lot of the guys who have been there for a long time were looking for something different, a lot of, a lot of change, right? Mm -hmm. So essentially, uh, some people left. And then at one point, I got put on what they call the podium, which means I was, I was basically helping, uh, not necessarily do pricing, but I was helping uh, with table assignments and also helping with moves. I was the guy that the floor host communicated with uh, when they needed to move tables. Whatever needed to be done that uh, was basically based on seating in the venue, I was able to assist. I wasn't the primary guy, but I was the guy who was there to help sign slips and stuff like that. So okay. th this this was, you were killing it though. You took your shit seriously. Yeah, so the first year I think I did like right around 500K, which was pretty good. That's um, you were made your way up to a VIP host, right? At the win. So I, start, I started as a VIP host, then you get, there's levels, right? So there's yeah. promo host, junior host, host, senior host, customer development. Where'd you end up? Uh, at a host when I was done. So then that's, okay. you know, you do about... I want to say maybe like one to 1.5 you can get in that level so like when did you stop this year yeah so as soon as the i mean yeah as soon as the quarantine stuff happened right they sent us home i want to say it was march 12th maybe how did you feel um, about that mask because you uh, at the time i don't know at the time i was so I, I was kind of upset because like you put time into it yeah i had a huge march like i had a huge march on the books like my birthday weekend which was the weekend after we got set sent home i already had 60k on the books just that weekend yeah so like crazy. that's a lot of money so that was the first weekend of march madness mm -hmm. a lot of money and then I, I just had, you know, a lot of big spenders coming in. So that was good for me. And that, that, that would have been good money, right? So at, at the time, obviously, I was probably a little frustrated. Um, but moving down the line, I didn't feel that bad because, uh, you know, with time, you learn things, right? So like March and April, I think we did what everyone else did. We stayed home. We drank and we played games. And there was nothing else to do. That was literally all there was to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, not even that. But, you know, I also watched stocks. But, you know, that honestly you, it's not an you only do that thing. for a few yeah, hours yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah. so uh, i was working out as much as i could at home and you know doing whatever and then finally in may this is the thing that really opened my eyes which we can get into more uh, i decided i wanted a new car i had my car for five years that so car out there i went i went, what, I went, what I went no that i went and bought a truck that the so, one i just saw correct oh, so i went and bought a truck yeah, and then <laughs> went, a truck? Nice. yeah so okay. when, once i bought the truck um i was like okay well what am i going to do over the next seven years to justify this purchase oh so you and threw yourself off of i kind of just kinda. i kind of just 
you know, opened my own mind and was like, I don't know if hosting is going to be the answer for seven years. So then uh, the guy who helped me buy the truck, a good family friend of mine, he was like, well, you have your license. I'm, I honestly might buy a house next month. And I was like, okay, perfect. Let me know. That immediately struck like just a fire. Right. And I was like, that's well, how you really? yeah, that's literally how I got back into it. And I was like, well, you know what? Why don't I just hit up the people that I expect to buy and sell? So the only reason I kept my license, uh, you know, for the past very useful. Years, that was a correct. good decision. Well, I got it two years ago, and nothing really came out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So then uh, I knew that eventually my parents were going to sell, and I knew eventually they were going to have to sell my grandma's house, mm -hmm. and I knew eventually they'd all move in. And so you wanted that, three, that money? That was three deals mm -hmm. right there. It was yeah. just yeah, it was an opportunity, right? I'm so to think about that. Bas <laughs> basically, what sell two in the next year? Ex exactly, and that's you know that's the beauty of having a big sphere of influence, as they call it, is you know working with people that you know makes the business much more enjoyable. Yes. But uh, so that basically what happened was um, I hit up my parents, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to sell grandma's house and buy a new one." So that yeah. worked out where we listed that house at the end of May. Uh, it got an offer accepted in. Three days, four days, yeah. and which was good for a 55 and up community. You know, we listed it at 314. We wanted anything over 300. We got 305. So that, that was worked really out. Good. That yeah. worked out well. And that's all in Vegas. Correct. That was okay. in Henderson and Sun City McDonald Ranch. Okay. So that's like the Desert Willow, if you kind of know where that golf course is. Yeah, really um, nice area. When did you first start real estate originally? Uh, originally, it would have been January of 2017. Why'd you stop then? Then yeah. Um. So yeah. I did. Maybe, was it 17? It was either 17 or 18. I've been in it for three years, so maybe 17. Um, I originally stopped because I joined a team. Um, and when oh. I joined that team, they said, oh, we're going to help you do this. We're going to help you do that. And they didn't help me do anything. So what I was doing, I was over-exuding myself. I was still full-time in school. Um, and then I was also a top golf four days a week. Oh, you so didn't I see basically, the benefit, yeah. Correct. So, you know, I did a deal. It took me six months to do my first deal which was my cousin, was a condo. And then I did another condo, both in Manhattan, uh, a month later. And then after that, I didn't see anything at all for like, literally, I, I tried for another three months, four months, and I was like, okay, this is not worth my time. I was young. So for me, uh, it's harder when you're young, like yeah, the discipline's not as there's, it's hard when you're young. And it's also, it's not even as much about the discipline. I'm a person that I need to see progression. I'm not good at sitting in, in one place. Okay. That's so, interesting. What do you mean by that though? Because that, that there's a medium to that. Like, what I, are you going to do? Like, for example, I, can I just really quickly, like, yeah. for this instance, you know, I will, you kind of gave up too early because you're killing it now. Wouldn't you say so? Um, yes and no. So basically the reason I'm killing it now or the the reason I'm finding my success is a lot of this has been somewhat from nightlife SOI. Mm -hmm. So ah. having, you know, nightlife has a lot of richer clientele. There's a little more wealth going around oh, when you, you talk about you that. you double dipped. You took the clients from nightlife. Some, and I'm getting referrals from some people that I work oh, with. Wow, so when you get yeah. referrals from that, you know, my, my biggest sale uh, so far was, uh, it was listed at one point. Zero five, right? A new new build in Inspirata, model home. That's sold, a new place sold, sold for nine eighty. Nice. So nine hundred eighty k, still a big deal. That's a referral from someone in nightlife. Is That's, it really? Yeah. One story or two story? Two story. Okay. Two story, five bed. And uh, the way that works is your yeah. it's your commission based off of that house, right? Correct. Right. So real, real estate, one hundred percent, is based off commission. You don't get paid yep. as you know just hourly. It doesn't happen. Yep. So that's why I said you know in real estate when you're sitting there and you might be sitting in the office for three months not getting a deal. For someone like me, that's not you know it's, there's no piece to that. I agree I with can't, you. I'm I can't the same sit type there of way. And be like yeah. that. So um, you know, you got to light that fire into yourself and <laughs> allow yourself to you know, do certain things. That's why I didn't sit in the office for three months after not getting those deals my first year. It's because I, for one, I couldn't find any peace with myself doing that. I was like, okay, I can make money another way. I was young. I didn't know a lot of people ready to buy or sell. We were all renting. And two, yeah, nightlife um, really opened your eyes. I, I guess the, the biggest thing is I have 
little to zero patience at all. So that doesn't really help, mm-hmm. but that's, this that's man just, is like yeah. describing that. Right that's, just, <laughs> that's kind of just the way it is. And in real estate that, you know, that can work against you, but at the same time, it could also push you to be better. I agree. What about, so do you want to say something? Go ahead. Go ahead, Tina. No, I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. No, but with the, uh, with your, <laughs> with real estate, you were saying, um, like how you sat in the office for what, three or four months without any results. Um, but what were you doing? Like, what, what kind of work were you doing in that three to four months? Well, in the very beginning, uh, I was basically going in and I'd come in straight after school. So I, I had a routine. I'd go straight after UNLV. I'd go to Chipotle, get Chipotle, <laughs> I'd go straight to the office. I would sit there and I'd browse the MLS, try uh-huh. to educate yeah. myself on like ba- ba- basic functionality, right? Of uh-huh. just how to use the MLS as a normal realtor. Then I would, you know, look at some classes. I'd ask the team lead for some suggestions, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And they didn't provide a lot of help. So the team that you were with, they weren't really good. They, were, they didn't help you at I all. Think, I think they're good as far as, um, you know, supporting each other. This is your original it, team. Correct. Yeah. As long as it doesn't require, like, you them drumming up business for you, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a doggy dog world. That's and what they, I was they, they, were, they were making money off of me, like, selling, you know, selling those two condos. They still got a break of it. But uh, the only thing they helped with in those deals was contracts, just helping contract questions, which I could have done that with a normal broker. So you were like, all right, hold up, this is my cash. Like, Yeah, I mean, well, the first, this is a great way to put it, like Berkshire Hathaway. Not that it's a bad company, but they take a good split. So your first two deals. all of them. Yeah, you're, you're, all the big ones, right? So your mm-hmm. first two splits, um, your first two deals were like 55-45. You get 55 mm-hmm. what you got, they got 45. And then after that, I went to like a 75-25. But I didn't even get a deal after the first two. So then I switched to Forever Home and kept my license there because I thought, you know, eventually push comes to shove, I will maybe get back into this. And uh, the way they structure it, you get 100% of your commission. You just Why? pay, uh, because there's there's two ways to do it, right? When you're a small brokerage, uh, you can structure it differently. So there's a lot of brokerages in town where you can hang your license for $100 a month. So I don't know, you know, whoever may be listening to this, but when you do real estate, you never touch your license physically. A broker touches it. Yeah. So technically when you do a deal, it's not your deal, it's the broker's deal. Mm-hmm. But you're still getting the commissions for it, right? Mm-hmm. So the way they structure it for smaller um, brokerages around town is you can do $100 uh, a month for hanging your license fee, and then they'll charge something called a brokerage transaction fee. What's that? So it's basically like when you close a deal, you just charge X amount of dollars. You pay that money to the broker? No, the client does. So my client, and then for example, like we'll pay $495 on top of... Uh, Basically, that's it, right? They're not going to pay me anything else. But uh, the sellers will, buyers won't. So buyers doesn't cost anything to get you a house through a real estate agent, right? Mm -hmm. The commission's set by the seller. When you sell a house, you're the one who's paying all the money. Okay. Dude, that's a win. That's, that's a clear. That's a no-brainer. Like you're basically putting yourself against the wall and saying, "I need to get one close a month to come up big." It, I mean, you can literally yeah. make. You know, you sell one property a month. You come up where way you go than at that. Berkshire. You do two a month. You could still, you know, potentially come up more on the one a month. No, I actually. What one thing I actually respect about this, what you said is, I kind of, if I were in real estate, I would do the same thing. I feel like you stand out. The whole point is standing out. I feel like it is. A lot of people are in real estate now because they see the things you do. Yeah, you know? I mean, a lot, a lot of people, you know, the whole. But not everybody gets in. Not everybody gets in teams like this. Well, no, like, it's, Forever Home Realty. Exactly. So what, what's funny, right, is a lot of <laughs> there's jokes going around town. A lot of the people in nightlife are getting their real estate license, right? Yeah, that is so true. they have nothing else to do. So they're either doing that or doing mortgage lending. Cool, which okay. is great. But one of the first things you hear when you go through the uh, Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors, uh, I don't even know. It's not an initiation. That's the wrong world. But. Uh, the welcome ceremony you basically go through. It's a two-day class. Um, one of the things they'll even tell you is that less than, I want to say it's like only 10 to 15% of the agents that are actually realtors do more than two deals a year. 
So just yeah, to put, I heard that too. Just to just to put that in perspective, a lot of people have their license and just have it in their back pocket, which is kind of what it's I good did too. in nightlife. It's good, correct? It looks is, good on your resume, correct? Yeah. And which is kind of what I did in nightlife, because at the end of the day, who doesn't like money? That's in real estate. If you're in real estate, you're in it because you like money. You yeah. obviously like you know helping others, but you're no, in it's it, about but, money. Yeah, <laughs> it's about money. Yeah, but you have to enjoy it, but you're in it because it, you you see the the gain, the capital gain from it. So it's that's a crazy. Capital. That's why a lot of people have it. And, and with the uh, real estate, sorry, the no, real good. estate license, um, if you, since you had it before, did you have to take, you have to go through the schooling again, the training? That test was that? hard as fuck. No, totally so you have, uh, you basically have it, uh, you take a 90 hour course, now it's online because of COVID basically, yeah, but I took that. yeah, I took that. so I did it in 12 days. Um, I actually did it with our friend Hunter. Hunter Jones. Yeah. I did that class with him. So you do that. It's literally. You both took the test together? Uh, we didn't take the test together, but we did that class okay. together. Mm -hmm. So it's 12 days straight. Yeah. Um, so you sit through that and then you schedule your test. There's two portions. There's the uh, national and the state. So that, how, how was that? Explain. Um, that was hard as the dumb bullshit. To me, the national was way easier because uh, we had a book for it. And, you know, you read the book. You, I, I had a 45-page Word document that just highlighted all the vocab and everything that was needed. That made it a lot easier. Um, state was like off a binder with like state laws. And you had to, they gave you like hypotheticals that you had to put together now? Kind of, yes. I mean, it, it wasn't like hard college that hypotheticals. That just shows you I didn't study. Like, yeah, it wasn't like hard college hypotheticals, but it like the state portion was just like more law-based and off of a binder with just statues, NRS statues. I was going to ask you, you said you look, my bad, John, you said you look at, on the MLM. Uh, well, for my own purpose, MLS. MLS. <laughs> You're good. You're good. For my yeah. own purpose, um, that's your shit. <laughs> no, great no for my for my own purpose, I just want to know for marketing. Do you guys get leads off that? Uh, no. So the MLS is basically where we put that's all your our listings. Yeah, yeah. That's where the listings go on, and that's where they're sold, right? So when you put a listing on MLS, uh, it goes basically straight to Zillow, straight to Trulia, straight to Realtor, straight to a lot of the. Uh, Basically all the platforms, right? So like I don't have to go manually put in a listing on Zillow. The only time I would do that is if it's like I, I would never personally do that. But if it's like you know for sale by owner, you can do that through Zillow. Why would you? Okay, why would you never do that? I'm trying to find ways for my to well because for my clients. so the MLS right is it provides this info to all these big realtor databases on all these home selling databases. Basically it goes on their website automatically. Now, the only reason I would never go put a home on Zillow for a for sale by owner is because I'm a licensed real estate agent. Why would I? Put it on something that's you know it's detri it's almost detrimental. Like, oh, it's like you're selling yourself short type of. It's not, not like that. I, but I, I can't you. even. There's no reason for me to do it. I don't broker a deal off yeah. market. I'm licensed to do it on the market. Oh, okay. So yeah. like I can do deals off market, but I'm not going to sell my own home off the market because if you sell a home off the market, more than likely you're not going to get market value. So okay. okay. Wait, wait. Say that one more time. The last part. If if you buy a, if you buy a home off the market or if you're selling a home off the market, you're it's not typically gonna not going to get market value. So if but if I go through a realtor, I would have a better shot at getting market. Value. Correct. The only difference is, and this is why people do for sale by owner, is when you go through a realtor as a seller, as you're selling your own home, there's a commission. So people that do the for sale by owners, they think, oh, I'm going to save a ton of money on commissions. When in reality, like they're hurting thousand. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it like eight nine grand? It's not it, that it, much. It, I mean, it could be whatever it is. If it's a six hundred thousand dollar home. You know, typical commission six percent across the board. Six percent. So it's three percent yeah. buyer, three percent seller. So it's twenty four k. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, no, Sorry, it, it, on that one, that'd be eighteen k. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying uh, hypothetical. Let's say yeah. you were in their position. You know the market, though. You wouldn't need. Oh, no, I was right. Sorry, it was twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you need someone there, do you recommend them going the realtor route? I think you should, right? Because they can get you higher deals. Yes and no. Wow, I didn't even do that math right again. 
Why? We're going to have to cut that out. Why? 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 Wait, wait, why are you tripping? 600 times 6, 36K. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's 18 each side. Keep that in there. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, I'm good at math. That's terrible. But no, so it is a lot of money. People think that they can save the 36 off, right? And they're like, okay, well, if I can still sell my house for 600, I just saved 36K on the flip end, right? They're selling for 500, 450. Correct. It's going to sell for less and it's going to sit on the market. People don't really look. And a lot of times, people who are on the for sale by owners, it's so many calls from investors trying to buy their home for way less value. So that's True. where you guys come in. That's where your nightlife ability, like you just, you negotiate, you. That's just where, you know, our services come in as a real estate agent is, you know, being on the market, it's our job to, you know, fiduciary, what is that? Fiduciary. Fiduciary, uh, I don't know. What the, yeah, whatever the fuck that means. It's like, mm -hmm. I mean, they say an investment all the time. It's our duty, you know, first thing you get is a duty's owed, you sign it, right? It's a legal document saying that I'm gonna represent you and only you in the best interest, correct? So mm -hmm. that's the beauty of having a real estate agent is they're gonna be able to explain the- The, uh, the whole process yeah, and everything. Yeah, they're gonna explain everything to you. They're gonna help you find a lender. They're gonna help you with title companies. They're gonna help you understand the contracts. And then, uh, you know, if you even needed a lawyer, they could have a real estate lawyer ready, but that's usually not necessary. But that's the beauty of having representation. How, how do you get a uh, quick question? How does you, how do you get your leads? How do you get your clients? Like I'm trying to find a way to create, um, for anything really as a marketer, I'm trying to find a way to create a sustainable source of leads for someone, for people I work with. Um, I mean, right now I've been getting all my leads primarily from just my, you know, SOI, which mm -hmm. like we said, circle sphere, oh, cor right. correct. Yeah. Just the, my basic circle of communication. So whether it's family, friends, um, people I've worked with in my life, I've really not dealt That's with somebody. Enough I, for you. Correct. So yeah. it's, it's, you have it's a really big nice. circle. Of correct. Yeah. I have a, Fan, I know, I know people. Circle. Yeah, yeah know you might people. not even have to. Like, yeah. what? They, so, and they'll keep buying houses or investing the people you know? Yes and no. You have to find the right people, right? So, like, for me, I know a lot of people who are younger. I also do know some people that are older, but not old enough to, you know, build a full real estate portfolio yet, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's finding the right younger people who have the network of the older people who can buy, getting on their good side and teaming up with them to make more what about, deals but, happen. Uh, your team, like, you're in a, you guys are all young, though. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, the immediate team that I w we work with right now in the office is, I would say, You're 30, on the younger side, no? 32 or younger. Yeah. That's really good. Now, yeah. now, do you are you part of that? Like Forever Home Realty, is you're part of it or you like own it or how does it work? No, so uh, the broker, uh, oh, his name broker. is Nick Devitt okay. and then uh, Ryan Pineda. He owns Home Run Offer, but he also has a uh, stake in Forever Home. Mm -hmm. They both are... Nick's the broker, and then they're both owners of Forever Home. So okay. me, I'm technically just a, re a real estate agent, salesperson that works with Forever Home. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can classify me saying I work for them because I'm an independent you contractor. You are, okay. but I facilitate my business through there. So that's, that's how okay. my deal. That's part of your team. That's your team. Correct. Rev your team. Correct. Yeah. So they're they're my team, but they're not my employer. You're, yeah. I guess yeah. that would. But be the way do, are they in charge of the marketing? Or are you in charge of the marketing for yourself? That's right now, new. right now they've been doing the marketing okay. as far as uh, like helping us. You know, we pay for our website, but they've been giving insight on how to do specific things. Uh, for me, in essence, I'm you know I'm doing my own marketing as far as like Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, just trying to put as much content as there is that mm -hmm. I can. Um, sure. I'm not a big creative marketing mindset guy. It's not really my my niche, but yeah. I still do it. And uh, I, you know, it's a lot easier when you have deals to kind of promote. So I'm actually working on trying to find a way to become uh, more one with social media and branding because okay. I know that's a huge part of business, <laughs> right? As I said, standing out in real estate, I feel like. Well, first of all, do you think it's hard? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's easy. Okay, so how do you? My question is for everybody watching: What do you say is the best way to stand out in real estate? Uh, well, I'm still learning, right? So obviously, it, you know, trial and error. Um, I think the easiest way is to hit up every single person you know, 
and not just say, hey, do you want to buy or sell? It's how are you? Follow up with them. See how they're doing. Let them know you're in real estate. Don't put the pressure on them to say, I need you to buy or sell a home. But if you hear of anyone, please let me know. I'd be happy to assist you them. You did that? Everybody knows? Of course. Every single person I knew that I thought you know, that there'd be a point, right? At least locally. Like, There's a lot of nightlife clients that obviously I know have no interest in buying in Vegas. Why would they? They stay mm -hmm. at the hotel. They get comps. They get whatever they want. They come to Vegas for the Vegas scene, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if they're active real estate investors, that's completely different. Yes, hit them up. But uh, the most important thing as far as getting started is I think hitting up every single person you know that you have a relationship with, establishing that kind of or reestablishing the relationship, I guess, would be even better. Because you, you, like you don't talk point. to everyone you know all the time. No, no, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. time I saw you. No, I was like, exactly. exactly. But I kind of opened up straight up like, yeah. yo, come on the podcast. No, yeah, of course. But <laughs> well, that's, that's, but that's, that's just connections exactly. and networking. Exactly. And that's that's the point, right? And that's that's the key to getting into it is, you know, feeding off your SOI, feeding off your sphere of influence, yeah. letting that kind of, you know, translate the business. Now, everything else I'm still learning on. You know, I haven't bought Zillow leads, but I know they're there. I know they're expensive. Are they um, worth it? Uh, you know, I've, I've heard mixed reviews. Some people say yes, some say no. Um, you know, they Would could you be, say Zillow leads are better than Facebook ads? If you had to get... Because I, I know they're more expensive. Okay, so I personally have no experience with Facebook ads whatsoever. I, mm -hmm. um, I would say Zillow leads can be more beneficial than Facebook ads, but I'm so uneducated on it, I wouldn't put a lot of, you know... A lot of weight on that statement. Okay. I, I think so so much volume goes through Zillow, depending on what you're willing to pay them. Um, like you know, like I, Yelp. Yep. You, yeah, you could do literally, and this is sad to say, you could do two thousand dollars a month, right? And you know, just having your face on the profile, and they'll maybe get you ten leads. They said you pay per zip code. Yeah, no, you. I don't personally, no, but I'm saying, you, but I'm saying some Zillow agent. Yeah, some person. agents will. They say if you want more, you can pay four thousand a month, and it just depends on the volume. Now. Think of it on this side. If you're in my position and you were doing 4,000 a month to get 20 good qualified leads, they claim that they go through their leads so they get the lead mm -hmm. and they actually filter to make sure that this person really wants to buy or if it's just like an interest, right? And then they, they feed them out. So even if you spent 4K a month and you translated one or two deals out of that, that's still you're making money. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but yes. Risk but reward. The risk is very yes. high for the reward being very similar. Correct. No? Correct. So uh, for me right now, that hasn't been like, you know, something that I'm. You're putting your face on. Though. Yeah, I'm just doing what I can on Instagram, um, Facebook, and LinkedIn, I think are the three I've been using. Um, you know, I think I could do a few more things to market myself better as far as uh, like, you know, TikTok, right? Now, I'm not no, saying, honestly, no, 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 no. I'm TikTok. not saying go on TikTok. Yeah. I'm saying the way you can make videos on TikTok, I don't know the first thing about it, but I've seen realtors do it and it's actually very good. You know, yeah. some guy will, you know, promote an open house and he'll record it and you know how you can put words and pop yeah, yeah. up and cut in and out and then in the background have a bunch of people look like they're having a great time in his open house. It's just funny. It's engaging. Yeah. That's easy. And you see that on Instagram, you're like, oh shit, that's funny. I want to deal with this guy right yeah so there's people in our that's office true. that have gotten good on tiktok just from doing that um and then saving the video and posting on instagram and i think that's very beneficial i think that's something that one i should learn but two i'm not the super woohoo i'm guy gonna send you i'm gonna send media. you a course i i look yeah, into please. after but what i was gonna say but this course is really like this dude's and i haven't got into it yet but i i bought it because hey i'm i, I risked it but this dude's saying like, yo, I could really get you qualified leads off Facebook. He's the biggest, his name's Mike Sherrard. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, I don't think so, no. Uh, he's huge on Instagram. Anyway, I'll, I'll show you that. But what I was going to talk about um, was, number one, forget TikTok. It's it's dying out or whatever because 
the whole Chinese shit. No, but I think TikTok is still going to be around. There's no way they can shut it down. They're also Chinese. So. Yes. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm offended. I mean, I, mean I, I, I think TikTok, even if it does die out, right? I'm not using it for the platform. But I'm the using it for the editing capability. Yeah, the, the editing capabilities. Oh, and you save okay. the video. And you save, correct. Oh, so you that's yeah, what yeah. I was saying. You're not... You're not oh, getting yeah. the traction off what? of off of You're promoting on TikTok. You're getting the traction, even though you know, like we said, that Ryan Ryan Pineda, he has almost three hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Well, that's he might huge. have more, that's and huge. that's all from him just putting his investment advice and his you know kind of his coaching on there. What I, what I was getting at for you know a normal real estate agent who is just promoting homes or promoting open houses, you can make really cool videos off TikTok and then post them on your Instagram or post yeah. them on your Facebook to get them on the stories where people can engage with them that way. I think one thing that you should focus on going forward, number one, um, I would post all your content on Facebook. It's the least organic platform, but what that does is over time, do you have a lot of people following you on your page? Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, yeah on the new yeah, business yeah. page, I think I like oh, 1,600. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, so. perfect. So use post your content on there. The reason I say that is right now you might not use that content. But if there ever comes a day in the future where, let's say, you want to get your own leads, like this course I'll show you, like he'll, he teaches me, he taught me how to do it. The thing is, you could target every single human being that's ever watched any percentage of that ad on Facebook. So I always say post your shit on Facebook because number one, you should be running paid ads at some point in the future. And if you decide to, you have a system of people already in engaging with your shit. Reels on Instagram. That's the same shit as TikTok. It's yeah. on Instagram now. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's kind of what I was getting at. You can also put, you know, the same mm -hmm. TikTok stories and put them on your, you know, your Insta Reels. And they work. No, they're mm -hmm. blowing up. Like yeah. Reels, 75% of Instagram users, their Instagram algorithm is highlighting 75% of the, the good reels and throwing it on the explore page like it even made its own section like it's really popping up right now yeah it's uh it's definitely trending in the right direction what do you, do for on Instagram? you do on linkedin too you use linkedin too linkedin i essentially uh just post listings either listings sales or blogs so if i do make a blog uh you know we're working on building more blogs uh our brokerage has done a great job what at it, like it. writing like uh, type, yeah anything whether it's you know why now, why now is the right time to buy or what do we see for the market coming forward another blog we did was uh southwest las vegas is getting a facelift or expanding because it really is you know you have lifetime coming over here you have um i believe it's called the bend where there's going to be movie theater. Uh, Wait, right, what's that called? What is that? Uh, the Bend. It's going to be movie theater and shopping. This is all, right, is by, is that? all right by Ikea. All Ikea? By, okay. Yeah. Right yeah, by Ikea. Sick. Yeah. And then yeah. on the other side, right in that big old dirt lot, uh, if, like I said, if you're standing at Ikea and you look across the highway, there's a big old dirt lot mm -hmm. um, basically just off Durango. That's going to be a station casino they're supposed to build there. So, yeah, they're, they're building a lot look of stuff. No, this is the best area to live in, I yeah. think. Yeah, uh, 100%. Thank this, you. This, We're the expanding. Southwest. I feel, I feel like Vegas is definitely just expanding everywhere. Yeah. And that just leads me to another question. Like, since you're a realtor, and I just want to take advantage of that, <laughs> um, what do you think, as far as real estate goes and um, the prices of the housing right now, do you think that, you know, like, it's a hot market right now, right? Correct. It's, it's a complete seller's market. Do you think it's just going to stay like that? What are your thoughts on the future I of mean, the housing market? My thought, <laughs> my thoughts and other people's thoughts are a little different, right? Okay. So there's there's a big variety of what people think is going to happen. Me personally, um, you know, I believe that what goes up must come down, but I don't think it's going to crash down. Yeah, I, I think it might just level out. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people in winter, people spend their money on travel. They spend their money on um, gifts. They spend their money on a lot of miscellaneous unnecessary things. And a lot of people in, uh, I would say, at least in Las Vegas, winter is a dead time. 
it's not a big but tour. But you won't notice that big of a difference. It's not a, you will. Yeah, you, you will? You will if you're in that market. Like nightlife was a complete disaster in winter. It just was. Yeah, I and, well, hospitality. But, but when you're having it that way, a lot of these people who would be buying homes in Vegas, they're buying or selling based off their income, right? And in winter, it goes down a little bit. So I'm assuming the market, there probably will be a good amount of demand still, mm -hmm. but I think you'll really see the demand and uh, inventory really pop back up in March if the market stays strong. So let's say winter isn't a complete disaster, which I don't think it will be because inventory is low. People are still going to compete to get homes. Mm -hmm. When people still realize, oh shit, this is the same trend and interest rates, what they said, what, three years are not going to change. Well, we have another two years where they're going to stay the same. That's still going to make people want to buy. So let me ask you this, because we're about to wrap things up here. What do you get more enjoyment out of? Like, did you, I'm not saying, obviously this job's much more important. Your capital is much bigger. But like, where did you feel, feel, how do I put this? Where did you feel the most fulfilled in life when you were hosting in the center of attention, talking to all these people, uh, you met your girlfriend or now in real estate where you've settled down, but you're making better money and you have, a um, life. be honest though. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to really think they're very different. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, as far as you said, fulfillment, as far as fulfillment, uh, I would say real estate because you feel you're doing some more important. Not necessarily just that it's more important. Um, I get to help people make, you know, life-changing decisions The biggest and decision choices. of your life, arguably. But I, I also, uh, I'm going to have to, no, I, think, I think marriage is more important than buying a house because you could really fuck yourself in marriage. But bu <laughs> buying a house, <laughs> you, all, you always build equity in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Marriage is just going to cost no, you No, I forever. agree with you. I agree but, with you. Uh, to piggyback off that, no, what, what I was getting at was um, in nightlife, it was probably a much more fun uh, mm -hmm. job because it was much more social aspect, much, you know, I wouldn't say much less pressure because there's always pressure to perform. There was st but stressful. Yeah. Like, so I'd say more stress, there, no? there was just a different variety of fun, right? Where in real estate, there's so much more freedom. And that's yeah. the most important thing that I think you can take away from, you know, f being fulfilled or having a good time is what allows me the time to do what I want, on, you know, on the, when I'm free. And yeah, what? but you and I were also talking right now. Yeah, okay. I was saying right now, like you're also at the beginning of your journey, so you're probably putting in more hours than you would be later on in life, no? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to, right? Like I said, it, it's difficult when you don't have a lot of business coming on. But like today I have a showing, and then Thursday I have a showing, two different clients. So that feeds that fire to like, oh, shit, let's push, 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 right? So it's easier for me to push, push, push when I know there's something on, you know, on the other side where it's, it's a little hard when, when you're not doing that. But for me, it gives me uh, it gives me the opportunity. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're, you're did you just call like give no, me like it? Uh, you know, it, it it's really hard to pin it down as far as uh, fulfillment. Like I am putting in a lot of hours, but a good example is you know I grew up golfing. I love golf. When I was in nightlife, I didn't golf that entire time. I maybe golfed once a week, and I was miserable when I golfed because I was so tired from the weekend. Now I can golf weekends, Are you afternoons. Still good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. All right. Yeah. But can you say that like with uh, being in real estate, you can scale better um, as opposed to just being in as a hosting? What do you mean scale? Scale isn't like you create if you wanted to, you can create your own company. Um, this yeah, is yeah. this this route does it leads to more entrepreneurial he paths. He's creating his own business. He's yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt that when you're in real estate, you can actually put yourself, scale yourself into yeah, your you own can. environment, right? That's also the beauty of the investing side of things. To be a real estate investor, you don't have to have a license, right? You can just buy Money. homes cash off market, mm -hmm. really cheap, flip it and sell it with a real estate agent. You know, yep. find find someone and get, get a team so together. So if you're flipping, you should buy off market though? Uh, the goal is, yeah, because when you're, when you're flipping, you want to buy distressed properties and you want to try to get them 70% of what the market value is. 
That's kind of so what you're I taking, you're buying a shitty property. You want your goal is to get it for seventy percent of what it's worth. Yeah, that's what that's Is that the standard be, that a lot of people? Flip. What, can you hit that though? Is from, that hittable? Like yeah, people sure. can do it. From what I've read, like this is all read podcasts. This is all stuff that I've knowledge that I've gained. I haven't personally done this yet. You're getting. I've uh, partnered with a investor for like two months over summer. We wrote a lot of offers. Um, out of the twelve, I probably wrote two got accepted. Neither of them closed because there was just too much on distressed properties that were on market. Mm-hmm. That um, if you put a property on the market, you're usually not going to take a thirty uh, percent less value. Yeah, price. for sure. That's why it's on the market, <laughs> so you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of not the best place to find uh, deals as an investor. But that's the beauty of it. When you're talking about scaling, you know, there's two sides of real estate. There's real estate investing, and then there's uh, real estate agent. There's also wholesaling. That's a completely different combo, but that's more on the investing side, right? Mm-hmm. So when you take the investing and the real estate like, agent, like, like multiple houses at once. Wholesaling yeah. is basically like, um, let's say you found a house for sixty k, right? And uh, you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy this house cash. So you create the contract, and then you can try to resell it to an investor for seventy or seventy five k. And what you're doing is you're creating the upcharge. As an assignment fee, so you're gonna get you're gonna cash out the ten or fifteen k, and then the investor that's buying the property now from you is going to take over the contract for sixty k and fulfill that uh, fulfill the needs of the contract. So that's the wholesaling side. So of it. you would just walk away with the ten to fifteen k, and that's it. Boom, done deal. Easy. And you would go on to the next one. Correct. That's a that seems like a smart idea. It's it's a good idea if you do a lot of volume. Yeah, that's all about volume. And there's a lot of people trying to do that. So it's, it's competitive, right? But like I was saying, scaling, co- nightlife is, you know, tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. There's only there's only one v- view. You, what is it? You hit it. Sell, 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 sell. And sales. just bring in business. You don't do it, you get scolded. It's just nightlife. Yeah. It's the way it is. It's a, it's, it's, that actually yeah. translates into being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You yes. live with that stress. You yeah. You that hustle. 100%. Um, but then, on you know, as far as scaling, you can really do as you can make real estate as big as you want to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to one try to be good at it, two know the right people, and three just market yourself. What yeah. I what I'm starting to realize is, because as I said, like I'm I'm kind of on the same boat. I'm trying to learn as well for people I work with. Is number one thing I'm, I I need to I'm gonna figure out is a system of sustainability. What we were talking about, like there has to be a way that you could just have leads coming in where you just don't have to go and outsource and knock on doors. I'm sure maybe knock on doors. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I think a I th- lot of realtors in the world have done this. Not a lot, but I mean, there's a, a select few like, yeah, I think uh, what, what you're talking about getting away from that is just uh, with time, right? You put your foot in the ground, yeah. you prove yeah. who you are. Then those things are going to slowly start to come. Referrals, referrals yeah. are the bit, best thing in business it was yeah. the best thing in hosting it's now the best thing in you know in real estate, real estate. <laughs> it's the best n- thing in marketing as yeah. well yeah it's and that just translates to every type of business like first you got to get dirt you got to get uh, all the groundwork done and kind of go through the trenches. that's like but that's did. what we were talking like the groundwork part's hard though and yeah, if that's but, where you lose faith easily too like yeah. a lot of people like you but really if it was easy like everyone would do it you know like everyone, well, everyone would thinks it's easy that's yeah. why everyone, everyone tries to, yeah yeah, yeah. So but not everybody does stuff with it not right? everyone can be successful i mean it costs to have your license too you pay dues to your brokerage you yeah. pay dues to the greater las vegas association of yeah. realtors to have access to the mls like i would say just if i had to guess it's probably like 2500 a year just to have your license yeah, yeah. you, you, you license. think you're paying that 2500 yeah. 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 yeah 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 he's yeah. paying that i've been paying it that's yeah he's got to pay the past two years two and a half years oh really yeah because the license wasn't Unactive. But that's smart. No, because uh, look okay. how it, it, all t- it all went full circle for you. Yeah. So No, yeah. go ahead. It worked out. I just, I, you know, half lucky. Probably a lot of luck. I got a Why lot of luck, luck in the beginning. Just because I I knew people who were ready to buy and sell. 
Yeah. So that yeah, helped. but that's how you get the ball rolling. You also created your own luck. Hundred percent. So yes, as many people as you talk to, be like, oh, you're doing such a great job, and I, I do believe I'm doing a great job. But you're never gonna see me pat myself on the back. I'm just not gonna okay. do that. I just want to keep getting better and bigger. So that's kind of the goal for the end of the year. I want to do three more deals. Looks like I have a possibility of doing two. Uh, I have another kid I need to follow up with this uh, this week that he wants to do another investment probably either by the end of the year or just in the beginning of next. So that would be my three three deals. If I do those three, I would have done 10 deals uh, between June to the end of the year. Okay, so that, that, that would be good. That's great numbers. Like yeah, a, lot, a lot of people get into this mar- this real estate market and they're just like... Deals in two months is really that's, good. That's yeah, really I've, good for the time that you've actually allocated to this. Yeah, if I, if I could get that done, that'd be great. Um, I also, you know, I lost three deals so far over this process all that went into escrow so all one was two days from closing seller backed out because we asked for an extension Mm -hmm. one backed out because it didn't have an appraise uh the appraised value was 300k less than what the house is worth. 300k? Yeah, it was it was a it was a big house. The appraisal, <laughs> the appraisal came back at 145, and the sale price was 175. Damn. But the guy didn't remember the list price was 22, and I negotiated it down to 175. Oh, so, so you got yeah, like, but then he were you that, heated in that situation? Uh, like yes oh. and no. The guy, uh, you could tell when you were talking to the guy that he thought he was better than you, and he's a smart guy, and he he's he had a lot of money. He was a referral okay. also. Yeah. But, um, you know, he thought he tried to blame us for the appraisal coming back alone. I'm like, it's not our fault, man. Like, we don't do that. It's the bank. Mm -hmm. Um, And I told him, I was like, this house isn't going to appraise. You're going to have to come out of more money anyways. But uh, that ended up falling out of escrow. And that was going to be a big deal. And then I had another one in uh, July. One of my really good friends was going to buy a house. He went into contract uh, about two weeks in. Maybe even a little less. He uh, backed out because he was worried that you know one job stability and two he didn't know how long he was gonna be here. When he did that, he ended up losing five k. Fuck. Yeah. That game. This game is brutal. Um. No. Really quickly, I want to end it off with one thing. Um. You should consider having a a real estate show. Not even something like this. This is a little bit high end. But like I was telling him this morning, and don't do this. I mean, you should, but you don't have to. A Twitch stream. Not obviously not for real estate, but for him, I was telling like we need to get your like get your face out there, get more comfortable. Uh, if you started some real estate, some content model, that's why I keep, I'm trying to see some. I, I, t- I talked to a couple other people to do it. I'm not saying a big podcast or something like that, but you should honestly think because, as I said, your brokerage is full of young people. I feel like people would rather listen to people like you talk about real estate than a bunch of oldies, no? Yeah, I mean... Yes and no. I, I think they don't want to listen to oldies, right? But there's there's a bunch of podcasts out there. Like the biggest one is Bigger Pockets. So I think I've heard of that yeah, one. It's a really Have you guys heard podcast. of that one? There, it has it has over 400 episodes right now. I've started listening crazy. to it a little more episode seven. over all different sort. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's literally all, over all different sorts of uh, content or criteria for all of real estate, whether it's investing, wholesaling, uh, you know, normal realtors, there's everything commercial, everything that you could possibly think of with real estate. It's there. Damn. So um, yes and no. I think it would be I definitely want a content model. I don't know if it would be uh, more a of a yeah, like mm-hmm. a podcast. I don't know if that's the right right a podcast to go about it maybe like honestly i hate to say it um, or i don't hate to say it but it's just not really up my uh comfort comfort level um you know that that whole tiktok vibe Mm -hmm. doing little vlogs like that reels instagram reels that would be a very effective way yes you should definitely if i could get comfortable doing that and then getting myself to you know have you know edit it appropriately and then i could put put it on instagram and not seem super cheesy and super corny bro you do not look yeah. cheesy well, do not no that, I, 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 oh god <laughs> that's the whole all. basis is a bit of it is like you got to be different from your competitors and that's one of the reasons why cena and i wanted i said cena and i this time wanted to start this podcast too like like i said no one does this 
Well, that, a lot that's of people do. Just like real estate, a lot of people have. Okay, first of all, a damn near forty nine percent of the U S. listens to podcasts. There's okay, yeah. billions of podcasts. It's like no one's doing it right. No, it doesn't look good in a lot of people. Okay, you know what I mean. I think ours looks completely good, but I think what you said. I think you should do that. I th why are you scared though? Uh, why are you nervous? I don't necessarily Not know scared. if I'm scared, which is funny, right? I'm super social. It's you like, are. It's That's unreal. all I was wondering. I'm you very are. good with like people face to face. Me and this cameras, we just don't like each okay, other. Fair. This is your Not first time on a podcast. No, you're is. doing like, amazing. You're yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. well, I can talk for days, right? Yeah, I can yeah. talk with anyone about anything. Literally, pr probably for a very long time, three, four hours. You can just sit there. And you talk, have to know. You're a real estate Yeah. But for me, I've been like that my whole life. Even when we were in, you know, basically pie cap together, it was the same, same deal. I could have talked forever and done whatever with anyone. Just, you know, becoming friends with people. For me, I live, I live, I live off saying that I'm the least awkward person you'll ever meet. If I get in an awkward situation, I do everything I can to get out of it. Okay. Well, I thought that too, but I just realized that. You said the least awkward person? No, I am awkward. No, I'm a big talker like you, but when I get in an awkward situation, I'll say something so blunt or something that makes it more awkward. Yeah. See, and I don't, I honestly don't do that. I can usually fix the awkward. Okay. Not awkward. Yeah. So I can get out of awkward pretty easily, but you will almost never see me make something awkward. And so that's why I think probably why maybe I don't like cameras so much is because I'm like, Holy shit! This is I hate awkward. people. Who, no, I hate yeah. people who make shit awkward. Yeah. Let's I make try it to awkward. be funny. That was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. But I think that you should definitely try that 15 second model, just because, or create your own little business page or something. I think that's. I th I think I'm looking for ways realtors stand out, and a lot of people just do the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah. To be honest, I think that uh, if I can find a way to uh, make the Instagram reels, you'll make your money. If I can execute it appropriately and make it look professional, then yeah, I think there's a good potential to get clients off of that. Mm -hmm. And that's all organic. You don't have to pay for that. For so, what? For the reels? Yeah. Yeah. Do well, and before I end, actually, quick question. I did. I wanted to end it now. Do you you like you're trying to take the organic route? You're trying to find gold at the organic route. Uh, it's the only thing I know right now. Mm -hmm. If I once I get into, paid I'll send you this course. I'll yeah. send you this course. Once I get into paid marketing, um, I'd want a guy to do it. But uh, I'm just not in a rush with what's working now. I think you're smart too. You're at the start of I your think, business. I think it's also because you have that like that big circle of influence that will is very pretty effective for you right now already. Yeah, it's you know? been it's been very beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I'll, for yeah, sure. I'll, I said I agree with you also, and I'll send you this course too. It might open your eyes. You might. It's not that big of a course. You don't have to look through it, but it might be like, damn, Cena, like this is some value. Yeah. Um. Really quickly, everybody. I'm going to end the show right now. Are we almost done? Yeah, we're almost out of camera. Yeah. Josh, thank you for coming on. Hey, really of course, guys. That. Nice meeting you, man. I appreciate um, it. Next week, I'm going to announce this right now. It's going to be a little bit of a taboo episode. I you know, got advice not to do this, but I'm going to have an election day special released the day before the election. I know. I have Angel Rasmussen, apparently. I don't know that girl that well. Do you know who she is? Have you heard I, of I her? Do. Yeah. yeah, I heard she's like really radical. So Interesting. You know? I actually haven't seen... Uh, I follow her on Twitter. I don't see her Jay that often. Jake Allen and this yeah. other kid are on. Um, but that'll be... You know, that's, that's, I know. that's a touchy so subject. Yeah, be, I, know. I don't want to get into it, but I'm saying, do you think I should, is that a risk where I, I don't know how, how to go about it. Cause I feel like for the, sh the name of our shows talk too much. And that's like, yes, I yes. run my own business and that's another part I don't like. Um, I would say that but it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, bro. Yeah. I'm I mean, a podcaster too. Yes and no. You're, it's going to happen again in four years. Yeah, true. No, but, but what, but what, what I'm <laughs> The only thing I would advise is like, if you do have someone come in that's going to talk about it, you can't have them talk so heavily about one side. True. And if you do that, yeah, but yeah. but if, if you do that, just know that it could turn some people away from the podcast. From the podcast, yeah, that's the only reason I don't I don't post my political views because that, there's I agree. No point. That's why I didn't yeah. want to either. There's no point. I didn't want to either. 
Well, we'll All see right. next week. Yeah. All right. Our Thanks, boys. guys, for watching. Yeah, of course. Um, Peace. You want to close it, John? Go yeah, ahead. No. Close it. Okay, everybody, um, follow us on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at T2M Marketing. They already know. T2M Marketing. Yes, and I'll yeah, see you guys sure. next week. Another day, another day. Thanks, Josh. That was really good. Well, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm going to be your best.